There was a time in the beginning of Don Bosco's priestly life where almost everyone around him thought that he had lost his mind. He devoted so much time to his apostolate with delinquent street boys and talked so frequently of buying a massive oratory that, as we shall see in today's episode, they tried to send him to an insane asylum. What had happened to our Lord Jesus Christ occurred with Don Bosco. The crowd so surrounded him that he could not even take food. Having heard such things, his own people seized him, saying, He has gone mad. But Don Bosco outwitted his dissenters in a way that's the material of legends. You're watching The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, a project of America Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. Gossip spread more and more in turn that Don Bosco, a most affectionate friend and spiritual father of so many poor youngsters, was going insane. His true friends showed sorrow, while those who were indifferent or envious mocked him. Almost everyone stayed away from him, even those with whom he had acquired some familiarity. Some people, when encountering him on the street, would try to dodge him or stop and awkwardly stare at his face in an act of compassion, asking, how are you, Father? I'm very well, but don't you feel a little headache? No, not at all. But yet you seem to have a reddish color on your face. Oh, never mind, I may have worked too hard, that's all, said Don Bosco, smiling as he understood the purpose of that line of questioning. Unpersuaded, his friend hurried away, shaking his head. In those days, the young Michele Rua came across an officer who presided over the royal factory of gun barrels located near the refuge. The officer asked him, Do you still go to Don Bosco's oratory? Sometimes, he answered. Then the officer added, Poor Don Bosco, don't you know he's gone mad? At other times, Michele himself heard certain distinguished people exclaim, Don Bosco has become so infatuated with the miserable abandoned youth that he has lost his mind. One day, officials of the Archiepiscopal Curia sent someone to examine Don Bosco, but without appearing to do so. They feared that, if the rumors were true, there might be scenes that could harm the honor and dignity of the priesthood. The Curia's messenger came to the refuge and, after a long preamble, raised the subject of the oratory's importance. About this issue supremely dear to his heart, Don Bosco quickly replied, full of enthusiasm, Yes, with God's help, we will be able to do something. There stands my house, and next to it, my church, where we will hold magnificent services. Here I see, gathered together, my priests and clerics, who are as yet not here, but will come and help me. I see in this place a countless crowd of young people surrounding me, listening to me, obeying me, and becoming righteous. Sadly surprised at hearing that, the Curia's officer reported to those who sent him, he rambles on and on, he is hallucinating with the fixed idea of possessing what he does not have and never will. Nevertheless, Curia officials remained undecided on what side to take because the Vicar General Ravina was a very close friend of Don Bosco's and would not allow a hasty decision. But other respected clergy members in Turin endeavored to do what the Curia avoided. 
Gathered at a theological conference, they reasoned about daily news concerning the clergy, and especially Don Bosco. They decided to try to cure his brain condition. They said, Don Bosco has fixations that will inevitably lead him to madness. His illness, which is still in its early stages, might be overcome with prompt treatment, and we may be in time to prevent a total misfortune. Let us, therefore, take him to the insane asylum. There, with due care and charity, science will suggest what one can do for him. They sent for the director of the hospital for the insane and obtained a place for poor Don Bosco. Two notable priests, theologian Vincenzo Ponzatti, a parish priest of St. Augustine's, and an equally pious and learned member of the Turin clergy were appointed to fetch him in a closed carriage and accompany him to the mental institution graciously. One day, the two messengers went to the refuge to fulfill their mandate. Entering Don Bosco's room, they said all the conventional pleasantries and introduced the subject of his beloved future oratory. Don Bosco repeated to them what he had already spoken to others with frankness and as if he saw everything before his very eyes. The two messengers looked at each other and sighed with an air of compassion as if saying, It's true, he's crazy indeed. Don Bosco, analyzing the unexpected visit of those two conspicuous personages, their insistent questions, and that mysterious exclamation after his answer, realized that they believed he was mad. He laughed about it in his heart, and then calculated how things would turn out. His two visitors invited him to go out with them for a little walk. Some fresh air will do you good, dear Don Bosco, Ponzati the theologian told him. Come, we have a carriage waiting for us outside. Far brighter than the two gentlemen, Don Bosco quickly realized the trick they wanted to play on him. Without giving himself away, he accepted the invitation and went down with them to the carriage. Once there, a little too kindly, the two friends begged him to enter first. No, no, replied Don Bosco, that would be a lack of respect for your dignity. Please enter the carriage first. Unsuspecting, the two got in, convinced that Don Bosco would immediately follow. But he really did want precisely to breathe free air, for as soon as they were inside, he hastily closed the carriage door and said to the coachman, Go quickly to the insane asylum, where they're expecting these two. The coachman lashed the horses and swiftly reached the insane hospital close to the refuge. Finding the gate wide open, he rushed in. The janitor immediately closed the gate, and the nurses, forewarned, surrounded the carriage and opened its doors. And the most beautiful part of the story is that the hospital servants had orders not to let the madman escape, but hold him at any cost. Unable to guess which of the two was the madman, they led both to an upper room. Their protests and arguments were to no avail, though the servants treated them kindly, as is customary with madmen. The two asked to see a doctor, but he wasn't in. They asked for a spiritual director, but were told he was having lunch. And then they too had to go to lunch in a predicament they had never found themselves in. Finally, after repeatedly begging, they called the spiritual director. Having ascertained the misunderstanding, he broke into hearty laughter and had them released. One can imagine how the clerics felt seeing themselves outsmarted by Don Bosco in such a manner. For a long time after, when the two encountered Don Bosco on the street, they would cross to the opposite side in shame. 
This episode made it clear that he was either not mad or was a newly minted madman, one that the Lord was using to accomplish his wondrous works. In St. Paul's words, God chose the foolish of the world to shame the wise, and God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong. Don Bosco continued on his way without losing his peace, not caring about the rumors and patiently waiting until his loving detractors were tired. Barely able to stand and at the beginning of a terrible illness, he supported the enormous burden of over 400 boys. While such isolation would have disconcerted and discouraged other men, God did not allow it to happen to him. Like a royal prophet, Don Bosco continued, The Lord is my fortress and my refuge. In him I will place my hope. And I invite you now, my viewers, to be like St. John Bosco and put your trust in God with an unprecedented calm, courage, and confidence. Thank you so much for watching, and please consider helping me with a small monthly donation by following the link in the description of this video, so that I can continue making videos and reach more people with the precious gift of the stories of St. John Bosco's life. Our Lady of Confidence, pray for us.